Hello and welcome to Smib Skincare's first podcast uh, on the title series Take Back Your Skin With and today you're taking back your skin with uh, me, myself, Joe. I'm the founder of Smib Skincare and today we're going to look at the, or we're going to talk about more, moreover, the processes and the story uh, that I went through when I had the condition that I started that became kind of the inception for Smib Skincare, the journey we've gone on as a company with my co-founders Ed and Izzy and where we want to go in the future and um, I hope it makes for an interesting listen and I hope you enjoy. So I'm going to take you back uh, to 2015. It's my final year of undergraduate study. Uh, I was studying in the US at the time, a place called Niagara University. Uh, so I was about 3,000 miles or so away from home. Uh, I was playing tennis out there and uh, yeah, just finishing my degree. So it was October time and the weather had started to change in the area. And it started to become a lot cooler. And I kind of got this condition on my face called um, seborrheic dermatitis. It's kind of an inflammatory sort of condition. Um, Anyway, it it became quite flaky. Uh, Essentially, it's kind of dandruff that can affect your skin on your face and other parts of your body as well. Um, So it wasn't particularly pleasant at that time and it itched a lot. Um... And that affected me quite a lot personally, Um, thinking about kind of self-esteem and self-confidence at that time. I kind of really wanted to go out and uh, socialise with friends and I felt I couldn't because I had this this thing on my face and I didn't feel comfortable at all going out. So I was able to go to a doctor's over there um, and actually it was a, a dermatologist and they prescribed me uh, this medicine and it was like a topical medicine so I was applying it to my face and it kind of lasted a week and it went away well relatively quickly so I was I was pretty pleased and I felt cool I'm gonna go ahead and well feeling a bit more confident in myself um, and then kind of a week later it it returned again um, so I went back to the dermatologists, explained the problem, and they said, well, this condition, seborrheic dermatitis, is actually chronic, um, so it can keep returning and returning. Um, and obviously that, that put a bit of a downer on me. Um, again, my self-confidence dropped. Uh, it wasn't very pretty. Um, didn't feel that good. Uh, but they prescribed me some more medicine, and I applied it again, and same as before, it went away. Uh, fantastic I was happy I was smiling again and then it kind of returned and at this stage I kind of started to slump into a real kind of I wouldn't say depressed but I was I was very low in confidence at this time I didn't want to go out uh, I didn't want to go see anybody it wasn't particularly good for my academic work at the time I don't think I left my apartment for three weeks straight and I didn't go to any university lectures 
or any classes and I actually didn't even play tennis during that time um, and that was quite a big thing given that I was over there on a, to play tennis for the university team um, so it, it affected me in a pretty big way and then I thought to myself well I've got to do something about this um, if these medicines aren't working what can I do in some kind of way to, to help myself um, so I turned to the internet and I started trawling through academic papers trawling through loads of articles and websites uh, just in an attempt to find anything that, that could work for me um, and then I looked at a few kind of different ingredients that might help changing my diet at the time uh, which wasn't particularly bad anyway um, but I started to add more green vegetables to the diet again I don't know if that helped or not at the time um, but then I started to really knuckle down into this research and I was looking at academic papers and journal articles associated with the condition that I had seborrheic dermatitis and then I looked at what kind of parameters uh, cause the condition i.e. is there anything that you could put on your skin that would make it worse or better um, and there turned out to be some kind of um, chemical parameters and I have to say at this point that I'm, I'm not a scientist uh, but when you read these scientific journals and articles they're actually relatively straightforward because they put everything in a simple format for you uh, it's much easier to read than say a, um, a political journal or a historical journal uh, with lots of complex theories um, there's the scientific ones actually really detail it for you uh, which was good because I could find the results and the conclusions pretty quickly and eventually I found some natural ingredients that I thought would adhere to these parameters that I'm talking about chemically um, and would work for the skin um, and so I bought I think three of them offline and I started using them I just mixed them together no particular formulation or anything like that I just put them together and I started applying it to my face and lo and behold um, the condition that I had been suffering with seborrheic dermatitis um, started to not come back um, initially at the start I think it came back a couple of times then I altered the formulation slightly um, and then it, it stopped coming back and at this point I was just so relieved like really happy because um, I'd been able to, to sort it out um, whilst at the same time I was thinking how many other people have gone through kind of a similar situation that I did at that time and it, uh, it made me realise that um, I wanted to kind of share this message a bit further um, and we got to 2016 I think this was January February 2016 at this time so I'd, I'd had the problem uh, late 2015 I'd come back actually for Christmas holidays and then been able to sort it out um, and then I went back to the States for my final semester over there um, really confident and really happy again and my self-esteem was all-time high um, and it was fantastic 
but you you start to realize um well i started to realize how much i'd gone through at that time uh, it might seem like a small thing to to some people uh but for me I, I, it really kind of affected me so it was just yeah it wasn't a good time at all but saying that where well, i was able to get through it so i was really happy So it's 2016, I'm in my final semester and I think it was probably the best semester I've uh, ever had at university um, and I think really that that came about because I was just so much more confident in that I'd been able to um, manage this skin condition that had really affected me uh, mentally and physically uh, in, in the year prior and um, I was just so happy that I didn't, I felt, I just felt confident. So, as I said before, it was, it got to the stage where how can I share this with with more people? And at the time when I was going through to my problem, I was speaking a lot to this, my best friend, Ed, um, one of my best mates back from, from home, and my sister, Izzy. And we were trying to, come up with ways that we could share this this formulation that I had and potentially more um, for people who also suffer from comparable conditions. So Smib's skincare essentially started probably just after I, I graduated from university, um, came home to the UK and had a sit down with Ed and Izzy and tried to think about ways we, we could move this on. And we started to plan. I started to do more research. I say more research about the condition itself, more research about how to start a company in the first place, uh, because that's that can be a very difficult thing in itself. And then put together kind of like a, a plan to go forwards. And by this time, we'd kind of reached the end of the, the summer, summer 2016. And I was doing a, a master's uh, course, and I so I had another year of education. I was like a perpetual student at this point. And they at universities they offer loads of kind of uh, business plan competitions and whatnot. So at University of Bath, there was this business plan competition that um, I kind of entered, and put the idea forward um, but what they help you really do is kind of understand your idea or your concept and business and how you can bring that forwards to reality uh, so with a load of different documents you create like a little a smaller business plan kind of different aims and objectives the finances whether it's actually viable to undertake something like this um, and after kind of going through a number of iterations of creating business plans and tailoring different ideas and pitching the ideas. Um, it kind of gave myself and Isabel, Ed, 
uh, some confidence uh, in realising the fact that oh, we can do something here. Um, so this is towards the back end of 2016. So a year on from when I had uh, my problems with seborrheic dermatitis. Uh, and we were kind of moving through with this competition at Bath. And Izzy and Ed were actually at Nottingham University. And they have a comparable business plan competition there. So we entered that and it was kind of like a... We, this was still early on in the whole business idea and whatnot. And there was a pitch that every team had to do. And this was a, a three-minute pitch of kind of the idea and the story behind it. Um, and it was in front of about 300 people. And I went up there and kind of gave this pitch. And um, I, people reacted to it in a really nice way. It was um, kind of the first instance that we'd felt not just us believing in an idea like this, but other people. Um, not only for, I think, the kind of trying to manage and solve certain skin problems, but the whole idea and the story behind it, um, particularly from like a, a mental health standpoint and how important that is um, in, in today's world. And I say that really impacted myself and I think my parents and Ed's parents and well, Izzy's parents were my parents as well, brother and sister. And that gave us a bit more confidence in the idea. Uh, so what time is this now? So we're in, yeah, we're in kind of 2016, no, 2017 now. Wow. So it's been kind of yeah, a year and a half since I had seborrheic dermatitis and the problems. And we're getting to the stage now where, right, let's let's start the company. So we incorporated the company and it started to become more serious in terms of really thinking about what we're going to do. Um, and the fact that we, we can't just kind of create one um, product, there has to be more. Um, and we came up with our kind of tagline, which is take back your skin. And essentially take back your skin means giving someone the opportunity to take control and um, take back their skin, being able to manage it in a way um, that's accessible, so at a good price, uh, that's natural as well, and kind of the premise that it, it comes from sustainable sources um, and there's a kind of a face to the brand and the organisation that we've created, um, to create a trust between us and the customer um, not the customer per se, but building a community. I think that's that's the most important thing because if you've ever spoken to someone who's got a, kind of a particularly a skin problem, um, they always there's always a story behind it, and people are very empathetic. I think about different people's skin problems because we all know someone who might have had a skin issue problem in the past, and yeah, that became kind of our mantra uh, moving forwards. So we get to, where are we now? The summer of 2017 and things start to become a bit more real. We go out to a natural formulation company who start to take our ideas um, and kind of turn them into reality and they kind of help us understand kind of what we need to go through kind of manufacturing wise uh, different protocols to go through, different 
testing phases to go through um, in terms of skincare and being able to sell it on the market. So we're going to get all those details together and start to move even further forwards with uh, a real company and a real business and real products. And at the time, we'd developed a kind of natural cleanser. Uh, This was mostly kind of working off uh, research that we conducted, academic research again, particularly around these natural ingredients and a hand cream as well, which we needed a slightly bit more help with with the natural formulation company. So things are starting to go well in terms of moving the business forwards. We have kind of an action plan and things start to become quite interesting. So we get to the end of 2017, no, yeah, September 2017 sort of time, and we're almost ready to start kind of putting these into production in a way that we can give them to people to test out. So we're looking for friends and family, people with certain skin conditions, and we kind of take the business to the stage where we can do that, which for us was like amazing, and particularly for me, uh, was really cool because I've been able to take this idea um, and formulation and different sorts of products that I was able to help myself with and then uh, share it with a few more people. So we move on to around November time and people start to get these sample packages. We start to understand more about the company, the branding, how people feel about the packaging, uh, what they would change, and if we could develop it in different ways. And we start to understand more about the finances and the importance of keeping track of your finances, uh, really writing everything down and noting anything down. I think that's that's a really big thing. And so we get all this feedback back, and this is around Christmas time. So this Christmas just gone. And we're at the stage now where we're kind of ready to go, ready to launch. We've made a few changes um, that we needed to based on feedback from from our sample tests. Everything had gone okay. Nobody reacted in any adverse kind of way to all three of the products. The kind of rebuild serum that we had at the time that was for uh, seborrheic dermatitis. And we actually found out during our sample testing that it was really good for eczema. Um, So that was fantastic. Our cleanser was working for people. And our hand cream was working for people um, of all different age groups as well, which is fantastic because, of course, uh, common skin complaints like the ones we're trying to help uh, can affect anyone at any age. Um, so that, I mean, it was just fantastic being able to change someone's, I wouldn't say life, but make them more confident in themselves at the same time, which is, I think, the whole idea of what we were trying to achieve. And finally, we get to February 2018, this year. And February 10th, exactly a year after the business was incorporated, uh, which was pretty cool. I don't know, it just worked out like that. We launched and it was just amazing to see the kind of um, response we had in terms of I wouldn't say empathy, but people understanding where we were coming from, what we were trying to do, trying to do, and kind of being able to tell our story, and then people responding in the ways that they did in really nice ways, and it was it was amazing. And yeah, the last couple of months have been really cool. Actually, moving towards 
selling products, but at the same time receiving more feedback and better responses from people who are using the products and are benefiting from them. And it's starting to change change them, particularly their confidence and self-esteem. So, I mean, that was just fantastic. does Mib skincare go next well we've started to think about ways we could help individuals and people more and at least spread our message a bit wider and that's one of the reasons we started this this podcast actually is to um, have people on the show who've had a condition for example um, and then being able to explain their story um, and, and understand more, I feel, about the the mental processes that, that people go through when they suffer from skin conditions. And particularly as we live in such a kind of digitised world, almost a superficial world in, in some kind of ways where um, people's perceptions of someone can be uh, very quickly judged on visual impacts um it's started to become a, a very big issue um for people in their everyday lives i think we we're all under some sort of pressure to um i mean i don't, I don't want to say look good but really um f- feel good and well we want to feel good and look good in in so many situations and i think understanding where people come from when they they think about these things is 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 very important which as i say is one of the reasons we started this podcast and we also thought from a perspective of sustainability and what impacts can we have um, on the wider community and particularly the environment moving forwards is we looked at one of the big problems that's that's happening around the world right now, and that is kind of global bee populations decline. And bees are very important, of course, for the pollination of different plants and whatnot, which can yield uh, crops and different types of biodiversity. And bees are so important for global di- biodiversity, not just local. And they're so important for food security for the world. Um, if bees aren't pollinating, um, food won't grow, crops won't grow. Um, and that got us thinking that uh, the ingredients that we use, these natural ingredients that, that we use in, in our products are directly influenced by kind of the pollination that um, bees um, do. So that we, we create that kind of, there's a direct link there between the bees and SMIB skincare. So what we've started to do is we are partnering with a local apiary, and apiary is actually the name for a collection of hives, which I didn't know about until very recently. Uh, but we're partnering with a local apiary in Shropshire, and Shropshire's where 
myself, Izzy and Ed are from. And the whole idea is to kind of sustain these uh, these beehives to so that they can continue existing and being important um, for biodiversity, at least in Shropshire for now. But I want to... And I think we want to, as a as a as a company, develop this further in ways we can spread these uh, the our impact further around the world um, to help out with uh, bee colony sustainability in um, a number of locations across the world because that I mean that's that's really important to us. And I think we're at the stage now where yeah we're, we're about to partner with this this apiary in, in Shropshire so we can start providing them with. Any money that's generated from a percentage of the unit price of the of the products that we sell. So every time that you buy a Smith skincare product, you are also helping uh, the sustainability of bees um, in Shropshire for now, but hopefully the world in the future. And that that's that's amazing. So that's where we want to be from an impact point of view going forwards. And as I say, so we've got kind of like this we want to understand more about the mental health issues within skincare um we want to understand the natural um ingredients within skincare we want to get different perspectives um about that we want to help kind of the environment um and yeah we we just want to keep moving forwards with the company and grow and create a community uh that wants to as i say using our tagline again take back your skin we want to help people take control and uh yeah take back their skin and i hope you could join us on our journey moving forwards and uh, we're really looking forward to what's going to happen over the next few years you enjoyed that brief look at kind of my story um how smith skincare was created and kind of the journey that we've gone through so far and hope to go on at least moving forward in the next few years and we're gonna say continue this podcast and uh, our next podcast we're set to meet with actually one of the people who've used our products and has and it's had a direct impact on on their lives going forwards and that's going to be a really interesting listen and uh, I hope you guys can join us for that one.